morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to us, this is the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast coming back at you. It is our sixth podcast already. Uh, it's going along very quickly. Uh, we are back at you here from the Weeks Basement Bar, as always. Uh, fresh off of the first week of NFL, and some of those new games are awesome. Michael, thoughts, reactions? Yeah, yeah, no, we had a really, um, really good set of set of uh, noon games. Um, it, a game that nobody was really even talking about that got good late was that Detroit game. Um, obviously, we have a little bit of. Um, you know, following that game a little bit more because that's a divisional game for us. But there was ties. There was some crazy comebacks. It was the the tie in the tie in the Colts game. The comeback by the Browns and the Panthers, and then um, the the Jaguars Commanders game was crazy. Like it was just uh, the Bears Niners game was weird. Weird late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter. Then the Pittsburgh Steelers Bengals remind me of the the Bengals Packers game with the kicker. And somebody, the, the announcer, I'm watching on Red Zone, the announcer called him Money Mac. And I was like, wow, you just did him in. And then sure enough, he just yanks one. So, yeah, I, I, they were very exciting games, though. Yeah, it was a great week one of NFL. We will we will get into that more on that later in the show. Uh, just to open up here, we'll wrap up the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open uh, women's final was on Saturday. Uh, number one overall seed, Iga Sviatek. Uh, can't remember where she's from. But uh, she won. She won another tournament. Uh, she she had a long, uh, long winning streak for a while before she got upset in Wimbledon. But uh, we talked about how the women's tournament was very wide open this year. But the number one seed ends up winning it. Uh, in the men's on Sunday, uh, Carlos. Carlos. Yes. Carlos Alcaraz, the 19-year-old Spaniard, uh, won his first ever Grand Slam. Uh, first of probably many. I mean, he's he's 19. He's very fun to watch. Uh, he defeated the last American, um, Francis Tiafo, in a five-set, right? Five-set? It was a five-set. Five-set match yep. on a Friday night. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the match. I was uh, watching a high school football game. Uh, but Michael did watch most of the match, said it was one of the better matches he's watched in a long time. Michael, if you just want to share, uh, share the thoughts on that match. Yeah, I mean, tennis, I used to watch tennis a lot uh, when I was younger. When the Americans were good, Wimbledon was my favorite. Um, the U.S. Open, uh, I, I've really started to enjoy it a lot more with the with the night matches. Obviously, one American being left in it, and uh, this Francis Tiafo guy just played his ass off and won the first set. Ended up on a, on a double fault. On a double on it, yeah, on a double fault. Uh, the guy actually Alcaraz double faulted twice in the first in in the tie break. He double faulted twice in the tie break, and um, and that put TFO to seven and zero in tie breaks in in the U.S. Open. He loses set two, loses set three. They weren't really close. They were not. He was broken. I mean, one of them I think was, was six six one or six. six, six yeah, he he got broken early. So he was struggling, ended up being down 2-1 or 3-2, down a break, um, ended up winning that, uh, got it back in, got to a tie break, won it in a tie break, and then ran out of gas. But man, it just, like, the thing is, is it wasn't like a, I'm going to say like an Isner match where it was just, you know, 
win your service game, win your service game, win, you know, it was just like, it wasn't just guys holding serve every time. There were, there were breaks, there was drama, there was, um, you know, deuces. It was just, it was a really exciting match. You know, I felt bad for the TFO, but man, I'll watch him play again. He was a lot of fun to watch. And then they were talking about in the match where he was struggling because he didn't have enough power to, to on the ground strokes to hit with them. So he had to be more dangerous with his ground strokes to try and, um, you know, get it closer to the net, but yet obviously still over that where Alcaraz was hitting it a little deeper in the court and uh, playing a little more defense. But, man, it was a heck of a match. Um, you know, I, I felt bad for TFO, but, I mean, congrats to that uh, Alcaraz kid who 19 in, in the round of 16, one in a five-set match. The round of, uh, so the quarters, one in a five-set match. And the semis, one in a five-set match. You talk about endurance. Yeah, I think I think it might have something to do with just 19, too. And his body doesn't, oh, I totally, doesn't, doesn't know any better. But, uh, totally agree. Francis Tiafo, he was the youngest uh, American to reach the US Open semifinals in 2006. Andy <coughs> uh, I think I think Francis will be back. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's grown so much over the last couple of years. I believe it was 2019. He was in a in a semifinal in the Australian Open against Nadal, and I mean Nadal Nadal crushed him. And, and Nadal said in in he, their I think it was their quarters match. Yeah. It might have been round of 16. But I think it was the round quarters. of 16. Round, it was of, round 16. of 16. Yeah. Um, he he said, man, this kid's gotten so much better. His cardio is so much better. Yeah. Um, but I mean. The after after the match interview with Tiafo, you could just see how much he cares and how oh, much he wants to. I win. felt I, I kind of um, I didn't like his his um, I didn't I didn't like his interview at the end. If I just he he made a comment about how he he'll win this one day. He does it for the fans, and that's what we want to hear. But like it just it hurts so bad to hear him say like how you could tell how dejected he was but he apologized too he did yeah. he did and it was kind of a cringe because i was like dude no, nobody I, I nobody's love, nobody is mad at you know like everybody is talking but about he, how he's mad at himself. i know because i know he takes i get it, it. Five sets, i get it i get right it there and i get uh, it into a final and, US it, was, Open. and it was um, it, it was a drama-filled match for for somebody who doesn't who loves sports but doesn't watch a lot of tennis i mean i get tennis i i understand tennis, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch yeah i'm supposed to get up for the badger game the next morning and here i am watching the game at 11 30 or tennis match 11 30 at night like come on yeah, well, come on you made the right decision stand up for the tennis oh, match because it wasn't much to watch oh, the badgers. but uh, carlos Elcaraz uh defeating casper rudd in the final uh the norwegian is the highest ranked ever norwegian first one ever make a u.s open final uh that game was also played for the number one ranking in the world so yeah. you have a 19 year old is the number one tennis player in the world yeah, uh, that's going to be a lot of expectations, a lot of stress to handle, especially um, being a Spaniard. Is, uh, you know, following the doll. He's he's fun to watch, and he's going to be good for a long time. But uh, yeah, so that wraps up the U.S. Open. Uh, the the tennis circuit is kind of shut down now. Um, I mean, we probably won't talk probably again about Wimbledon because we just well, I'm not getting up at three. I'm to watch tennis in the Australian Open. Yeah, or maybe French. French. Open, but. Um, French is more in the later in the day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a fun U.S. Open. It, it's something that kind of, it's a good end of the summer right before football starts. And if, you know, if we get more Americans in there at the end, I mean, it could be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on here to baseball. Uh, the Brewers, the Brewers are still two games back of the wild card. Uh, believe it or not, it, it is kind of hard to believe at times. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10, but definitely could be better. Uh, last week, Monday, we're recording this on a Monday, so... 
a week ago, uh, they were up 6-1 to one against the Rockies, blew that game uh, from the eighth inning, ended up losing 10-6. to six. Uh, Then they almost blew another one yesterday, they won 7-6, and I believe they were up 6-1 to one in that game at 1.2. Um, just some, some other things to, to note here with the Brewers. Rowdy Telez reached the 30 home run mark. Um, Willie Adamas is one 28, home. 28, Willie Adamas is at 28, so he's one away from tying Robin, Robin Young's record as the most home runs ever by a shortstop. Okay, that's um, pretty cool. So, I mean, they're, they're, they just they don't hit for average at all. No. We've talked about that, but they're just a streaky lineup, and it's hard to watch sometimes. But, um, I mean, they do have some good hitters. Uh, but it, it's just hard to watch sometimes with the way their approach is. Um, Eric Lauer, Freddie Peralta both headed to the IL, so that, that really thins the Yeah, what do, you, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, because you're still saw, in a race. I saw they're doing a bullpen day tomorrow on Tuesday. They're yeah. doing a bullpen day. Like, I get it. They, they, you know what really hurts them is not going to September 40-man rosters. Yeah. Because you can bring up some starting well, pitchers. That, that hurts everybody. Well, no, I get it. I, I 100% get it. I'm just saying the timing of it where – couple years ago you could be like okay it could be a bullpen day but it could be an ethan small um you know type of bullpen day where now it's you got what 28 on the roster yep, 28 uh double headers you can have 29 okay um other thing to note just down on the farm jackson sugar the number one prospect probably the high, highest rated prospect in a long time for the brewers already in double a started the year in low a i uh, got moved up today he will be active tomorrow so he'll be with the shuckers uh to end the year I remember seeing a stat where they said only was it only two or three in the last I don't know what the what the year span was, but eighteen year olds have had at least fifteen plate appearances in Double A. So yeah, I mean, that's he, very he, impressive. He was the youngest player in Low A, youngest and, player in High, and now the youngest. Player and it's in not a. like they're moving him up um, to break these oh, he's, he's records. He's mashing. Um, yeah, I mean he's on track to to be an MLB by twenty if if he keeps ascending the way that he is. Um, Get yeah, ready for I that just, four hundred million dollar contract. I I don't have a lot to say about the Brewers. Hasn't been said already. It, it, they're just it's like anytime you start believing again, then they they drop six to one to the Reds, and then they'll win their next two, and now tomorrow they'll probably lose. Yeah, it, I mean just, they're so well, hard and to that's the right thing now. they um, they like you said you pissed away that game against the Rockies. You're up six to one. Well, you they have, got killed the you, next day. You too. have you have Woodruff on the mound. You have Woodruff on the mound, six to one. He's at ninety some pitches and in seven innings. Ninety one. Ninety one pitches and in seven innings. You don't let him keep going. That's tough. That that to me is a fan that hurts. And then you piss that lead away. You score in the top of the tenth. You piss that lead away. It's just it's frustrating. It's really difficult. And then, like you said, okay, now what did I tell you after that game? What did I tell you? I was done. I was well, done I mean, with the team. And, and we talked about this Absolutely before that game that on the team. last podcast that the Diamondbacks, this was kind of their swan song. I mean, that kind of felt like, okay, that's the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Okay. And the then, funeral's over. We're in the yeah. we're in the ground. They're, they're throwing the dirt on us already. That's it. But then it's like, here they come again. And then what do you do? You win a doubleheader against, double against the Giants. Giants, and you win two out of three yeah. against the Reds. And now you've won four out of five, and here we come. We're two games back. Time. You know, Rowdy's hitting dingers. Adamas is playing well. Yelich is hitting it the well. other way. It's like, oh, here's this team. Yeah, I know. Fucking frustrating. I did see a stat today that the, so we all know the Brewers are off to the best start in franchise history. They're thirty-two and eighteen through fifty games. Since that, their last ninety, they were forty-two and forty-eight. I mean that, that that's just it's it's hard to watch it's at tough. times, but then it's like 
the, the thing that hasn't happened for them is they haven't gone on that eight, nine, ten game win streak that, that the really good teams do. I just I think even if they do find a way to get in the playoffs, I think they're going to be there for a very short time. Um, hey, just get in, right? Yeah, we might just not, get in. We might not be getting a bite of the apple this year. Well, um, but yeah, that I mean that's the Brewers. Uh, we'll move on here. The Mets. Uh, the Mets are still a game and a half lead in the East on the Braves. They're six and four in their last ten. That's I mean it's. They were, they were struggling for a little bit, but they're kind of back on the, the winning side of things. Max Scherzer did go on the I.L. with a left some left side soreness, and they're just being very cautious with it because that's what held them up to start the year was an oblique. Um, also currently losing 5 nothing to the Cubs. Starling Marte is also on the I.L. He uh, dislocated his finger. They think he should be back after 10 days. Um, but, it, again, we, we I've said it the whole year, the Mets are going to make the playoffs no matter what, whether it's the wild card, whether it's – the division it doesn't really matter because uh they have the two best pitchers in the game when it comes down to the plays playoffs post sure. what's the news on the blue jay front what's the jay report the jay report uh so currently they are a half game back of the rays uh they're 78 and 61 the rays are 78 and 60 the mariners are 79 and 61 so they are technically a half game back of the mariners Mar- as mariners well are- Really fun to watch. They are. They're, they are. They're fun to watch. Um, Blue Jays are eight and two in their last ten, okay. and they are starting a series against the Rays tonight. They are currently one one, top six. Well, and there's a good sign for them right now too. Bo Bichette was the AL Player of the Week. He hit over 500 last week. I saw five it. Home I saw you had three dingers Bo, in one game. Bo Bichette's mashing, with, with, is. which is a good sign. And okay, I mean, before he was mashing, he wasn't having a bad year. He was hitting 265 with. You know, 15 home runs. Wasn't his all-star year that he had last year. but Which we would take as for any Brewer hitter. Correct. We don't have a guy hitting 265. I think he only right. had that 263. Yeah. But anyways, Boba Chess started to really figure out again. I read an article about him the other day that he's just really focused on not being so much a perfectionist. Sure. He's always, I mean, he's always hit 300 his whole life. I mean, he's been the, at least 300 his whole and life. And that's the toughest sport to be a perfectionist. Well, and, and, and the thing you see all the time is that these rookies come up, they play super well, but then pitchers make adjustments, so now he's got to make his adjustment. Yep. He's starting to make his adjustments. Um, he's still not a very good defensive player, but with that bat, I mean, he's... Second? Short. 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 Uh, I mean, he's he's super fun to watch. Every at-bat, he goes up, he's a grinder. He, he will strike out, but he does like to work the count, and mm-hmm. just a good pure hitter. Um, yeah, the Orioles are five and a half back of the Blue Jays, so they've really started to separate that. Um, so I think it's not quite yet because, I mean, where are we at? We're at September 12th. You know, you're thinking end of September, but they are going to be playing October. probably a week and a half into October. I think the last game's like October 8th. October 8th, yeah, so about, about a week and a yeah. half in. So we're, we're, we're a little... We're we're, we're, yeah, we're less than a month. So we probably got like 25, 30 games left. Um, so there still is some time, but uh, they're really starting to put themselves in that uh, in that wild but, card spot and to put some separation hey, with the Orioles. you know what? Good for the Orioles because oh, they, no, haven't it's had, awesome. they haven't been beating baseball through May for the last five years. So they yep. showed up. They had some actual meaningful baseball into September. I mean, I think Orioles fans would have told you they would take meaningful baseball in through July. Right. After the last five years they've had. So um, the Orioles are a team that's on the rise for sure. 
Uh, another thing that's going on right now, it's a race to history here. Albert Pujols has officially passed Alex Rodriguez with home runs. He now has 697 career home runs. He's got a little less than a month to get to 700. I, I hope think he, he does it. I hope he ends at 699. You're an asshole. No, just listen to me. Oh. Just listen to me. 699, and I want to see if he retires or if he comes no, back. You're such an asshole. Get what? to 700. Do, uh, postseason home runs do not count, correct? They do. They do? Yeah. Okay, so he's, still, he's, he's got time. I don't know why they wouldn't. They'd be stupid if they didn't. Well, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I hope Albert gets there. Yeah, he's crushed the Brewers for a long time. He's crushed everybody. It doesn't really matter. So you want him to get to 700 yeah, just so he retires. No, I want him to get to So he's not against the Brewers next year. I just want him to get to 700 just because it's cool. No, I, mean, I, we're, I agree. We're, we're, we may never see this again with the with the way hitters are now. Albert Holmes um, is a pretty cool guy. I, like, I, I've always been... I mean, been, the, dude, the dude's 42. He, he's the Tom Brady of baseball right now. I've enjoyed watching Albert Pujols as much as I can for for a fan rooting against him. Um, so I I understand it. I I do want to see him get to seven hundred. Well, we've touched on this before. He's never had a fifty home run season either. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Consistency right I mean, there. it's just every year it's thirty or forty somewhere in between. I mean, before he got he's got old, but um, he should start juicing more. Yeah, yeah. get over fifty, and then he you know then he could have retired a couple of years. He ago. would have broke the record if he yeah. Was. Then he could have um, retired a couple of years. Mike ago. Trout's on a tear right now. He's hit eight home run home run in eight straight games, I believe. Oh, good, yeah. good for him. The Angels yeah. suck. But yeah, how are the Angels he's great, doing? He's a great player. Um, you going to give him the MVP with his team sucking? You wanted to give it to Shohei three podcasts I did ago. not. Yes, did. I was yes, messing you with you. No, you I was messing Shohei. with you. Don't even start because you wanted to give it to Shohei. <laughs> uh, the other thing going on in baseball, the last thing we'll talk about here, big change for next year. We're going to have a pitch clock. We're gonna have Is that a, official? It's official. We're going to have okay. no shift, and we're also going to have bigger bases. What are your thoughts on that? Bigger bases? Yeah, it's for safety. Like sliding into people or what? Okay. All right. I mean, whatever. I mean, I broke a collarbone tripping over a base, so good. I'm, I'm glad now that... I, I don't really care about the bigger bases. It's the other two things. <laughs> it's the shift and the pitch clock. Um, the shift... I Obviously, I think we're going to see more offense because these left-handed power hitters are going to be able to just hit it um, now, okay, so when you say shift, obviously, so, usually they bring the, 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 the shortstop over. There, there can't be more than two people on the right or left side of second base. Okay. And there can't be anybody standing in the outfield. There's no rollers. This isn't adult softball. you got to be standing on the dirt. Okay. Which I agree with. I, it's bullshit, I think, when a guy ropes one into the gap, but there's a guy standing there in a roller. It's stupid. Yeah, but what about a guy who rolls over one when nobody's on the, on the left side of second? Should be out. You're gonna be out now. No, what? What? what no, what I'm saying currently, he, he can't hit it to the left side of second. You don't think that's unfair that he can't just hit it that way? No, he pulls everything. He just rolls it over. You, you try hitting a 97 miles per hour fastball. Well, you know what? If I got paid that kind of money, I'd at least no. try to hit it the other way. You don't think they try? No, I don't. You don't yeah. think Joey Gallo tries? Okay. Joey Gallo. I, I think he's, let's I, let's I, see I, his spray I'm, chart. I'm sure he's tried before. Let's see his spray I'm chart. Sure he's tried. Well, he get he, chicks dig the long ball. He gets paid to hit home runs. I'm sure he's tried. And hits before. 160. I'm sure he's tried before. Put a bunt down. No. Take a walk. Bunting isn't in the game anymore. Sorry. 
It's not a thing. Right, it's getting on base. It's not mm-hmm. a thing anymore. Give Bud for a hit. It's not a thing anymore. Sorry. See, that's why. You know, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. But yeah. the funny He's thing a is, is but I don't like baseball. Yeah. I don't like baseball. And Mr. Mr. I'm baseball everything, all thing everything baseball, and he can't handle a shift. It's stupid. We're, we're not. You're a we're, lefty, and you hit it to. to we're not. We're not. How, we're not playing adult league softball. How hard is it? Rover. How hard is it? A softball, very easily. Exactly. It's not a. A softball's coming in at ten miles per hour. It's pretty easy to just dump it over that third baseman. How come these big, yeah, athletic, great baseball players can't do it? Take a swing at a nine. You you wouldn't touch a ninety-five miles per hour fastball. Well, not my first at bat. I'll give you ten swings. You ten touch swings. It. You wouldn't touch it. Those guys see more than ten pitches a you game. You wouldn't touch it. I, I understand. I wouldn't touch it. Okay, so you, maybe you'll understand how hard it is again. Okay, but what I'm saying is they're making the game easier for them. Good. No, the games are now going to be eight hours long. No, they're not. They, did you hear the pitch clock? Yeah. Oh, great. The pitch clock. Now the scores are going to be 10 to 12 every game, so no, the pitch not. clock's going to cancel no, out, and they're not. still going to be four-and-a-half-hour games. No. They, they've been testing this in the minor leagues for a while. They, I believe the average minor league game is just over three hours. So that three-hour mark is what you want. With no shift? With no shift. There's no shift in minor leagues. The games aren't going to go longer because there's no shift. It's not going to happen. Could be because they're major league hitters, and they're so great, and they can hit 97 that they can just hit it that much further now. Home runs. No, the game's going to be sped up with the pitch clock. You know what? I'm going to change it. I'm going to change my attitude here. Great. I can't wait because we might see more singles. We might see more balls in play with the shift not there, right? Maybe? Well, you're going to see more doubles. Great. Awesome. I'm, I'm for it. Fuck the shift. Let's go. No? That, uh... I don't know what I don't know what his feelings are for it. I really don't. He's confusing the hell out of me. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be happening with baseball. Um, and there's really anything else going on with baseball right now. We're kind of in the, the dead period with football starting, but uh, we'll get to October soon. But like we said, October starting a little bit later this year. The World Series is actually going to be in November. Um, the Dodgers were the first team to clinch up. Did you just say October is going to be starting a little bit later this year? Yeah. How is October? October starts when October starts. because no, when you say October, you're talking baseball, you mean the playoffs. <laughs> you okay. can tell you didn't watch baseball as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, um, things will start ramping up once uh, once the playoffs get here. And Dodgers clinch the playoff spot. First team to do that, of course. Are they in? Yeah, they're in. I mean, they've been in Well, since. I know they're in. They've, they've been but in their, since, number, their numbers. Yeah, they've, okay. they've been in since April. Gotcha. Uh, they got, yeah, with, they got uh, a little X by their name with now. With nothing going on with baseball, we'll uh, move over to some college football. Another week of college football is upon us. Uh, we just ended week two. Two. We ended week two, and uh, one of our predictions from last week, our overreactions, has happened. <laughs> it's happened ten weeks early, but Scott Frost, the Inspired. former head coach in Nebraska, has been canned. He got the axe. Uh, after a 45-42 to defeat to the Clay Helton-led Georgia Southern Eagles. You know right? what? Eagles. I'm watching. 
I don't know what they are. I'm watching the game. I'm watching the end. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't turn the game on until the last 15 seconds that I saw they were losing and I just started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I gotta turn this on. So I'm watching the game and I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Who the hell is that? Sure enough. Alright, so I gotta tell you this story. So, I go to the Badger game, we come home from the Badger game, right? So you got four hours of driving. It is the Eagles, by the way. Okay, four hours of driving, so I get back home. Gus, the Eagle. Laying in bed, and I see the score is 38-35 George Southern. Okay? Would you like to guess how many yards of offense George Southern had? Oof. 505. Higher. Are they a triple option team? I don't know. I, I, was it like a lot I said, of running? I, I, I don't know. I watched the last 15 seconds and oh, I saw yeah. they were losing. Because okay. why the hell would I watch Nebraska Georgia Southern? Yeah. I 615. Higher. 694. 642 yards of offense. Wow. Anyways, continue. Wow. So, I get home and I go right to bed. It's like 9, 9, 9 930. Long day. Such an exciting day. Such an exciting day. It's we'll really get, the f- we'll, we'll get in that. It's soon. really the four hours of driving that's like, oh Jesus. Might have been the best part. And the day drinking. That doesn't that that helps it too. But I mean that's the only way you can watch that Badger team. But um, so I I turn the game on. There's six minutes left. It's thirty eight thirty five. Georgia Southern. Okay. And Casey Thompson fumbles the ball in the reviewing end, okay? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is crazy that, you know, they just made him fumble and everything like that. Well, it turns out, legs down, they they keep the ball, all right? So they overturn the call. So I'm watching this, trying to stay awake. They're just, Nebraska's just about to punch it in, and I'm, I fall asleep, right? So it's 38-35. I wake up, so Nebraska scored a touchdown, so it's 42-38. Somehow, Georgia Southern came down and scored a touchdown, okay? They scored a touchdown, so it's 45-42, and there's about, I don't know, a minute left I in this turn, game. I, I turned out in 15 seconds. There's a minute left in this game. So I see a couple... This was at Nebraska. Too. It was at Nebraska. So I see a couple completions, okay? A couple completions. And I see him line up for 56, maybe? It was long. 58, 52, somewhere. It was, it was mid-50s. And sure enough, he, he yanks it. And I watch Frost just kind of take his heads up. And he put it on the ground. he didn't even. He wasn't mad. He was just like. set it right on the ground. Yeah. And then I and wish then, they would have fired him at the 50. So I wake up in the morning and I get a Snapchat from you and I'm watching the Snapchat and it's it's literally the the Nebraska kicker like oh my god I can't what if he misses this what's gonna be sure shit he missed it yeah so so Scott Frost is gone and here's the terrible thing I I don't mind Scott Frost I just don't like Nebraska. Well, so our boy Scotty finished 16 and 31 in Nebraska, four good. plus seasons, five and 22 in one possession games. So I mean, he's there. Uh, that is that it, okay? So is that bad clock management? Like, what 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 do you what do what do you put on something that? Something at the end of the game. Uh, do you think Nebraska misses the Bo Pelini days? They fired Bo Pelini because they felt like they'd reached his ceiling with them. Well, his ceiling was 67 and 27. 
Yeah, when you put numbers down like that, that's pretty damn scary. And what was Mike Riley's record? I. That's a good question. Wasn't over five hundred, right? I mean, Orr was right there. So Mike Riley was he with them? Big t- was 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 Pelini? No, Pelini, Pelini came in the Big Ten while they were Big Ten. He was the coach when they got right to the Big Ten. Pelini was. And did then, he do any he big? Did he do any Big Pelini? Twelve coaching? Pelini, I think he did. Okay, yeah. so he brought them to the Big Ten. Uh, Riley was nineteen and nineteen at Nebraska. And when? What years were that? 2015, 2016, 2017. So when Pelini, Riley, Riley okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I mean, it does. It sounds like, it sounds, it sounds like they uh, want to go back to Bo Pelini. <laughs> well, here, well, here's, I mean, Bo Pelini is losing games to Wisconsin in the Big Twelve or the Big Ten championship, and he gives up seventy points. Have I mean, they been you, to a Big Ten championship? Well, I'm just saying, you got to get rid of that. Can't be giving up seventy points, and then I believe he was the you same. You just gave coach. up forty-five to Georgia. I, I get it, I get it, but I believe Georgia's he was also the same coach when Melvin Gordon went for four hundred eight. Yeah, he was, but they were actually winning games. They um, were. Anyways, just I doing just doing a little digging here, uh, some just potential candidates that they've thrown out. I've I've known one already. Uh, Matt Campbell was yeah. one from Iowa State. I don't I don't see, uh, <coughs> I don't see him leaving. Chris State. Chris Kleeman, Kleeman, Kleeman from Kansas State. Kansas State. Uh, Lance Leopold. Kansas head coach. Hey, hats off to the Jayhawks. Two and all, two and all on the year. Just coming off a big one against West Virginia, showing the Texas win wasn't a fluke. And Leopold is a former Whitewater Whitewater National Championship multiple times. Did you have that on your bingo card? Winning a game by thirteen in overtime. That that was impressive. Was was that on your bingo card? Because I've never seen that before. I hate Kansas hoops, but you know what? Hats off to their football program. Yeah. All I remember is last year when they were beating Texas, they were literally letting people in coming for free. Yeah. That game. Yeah, no, that's uh, they're not a they're not a football school, but but Lance is turning some things around. He's getting you know had a good run at Buffalo. Yeah. Yes, he did. Just some other candidates here: Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. He's, a, he's okay. the offense coordinator at Alabama. And we've seen how people yep. kind of change after they go back to Alabama. Sure. Uh, March Soups. The Kentucky coach, we'll get into a little bit here. Ooh, I don't know if he leaves. And the last one, and probably the funniest one, Jim Leonard. Oh. You know who I heard uh, a couple of weeks ago? And this was after the Northwestern loss? Urban Meyer. Dan, Dan Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Dan Patrick has said Urban Meyer would be a good fit for Arizona State because that's a program that like has everything. They're just not winning. And Nebraska. Yeah, but could you see Urban Meyer at yeah. Arizona State with those young girls, those I, young co-eds? I, I that would him. that would not be a good. I couldn't see him at Nebraska either. That would not be good for him. Um, but all those candidates are pretty much Midwest guys. Sure. So they're hoping to stay in that Midwest. But I don't. I don't see the problem. See, I, I, don't I see, hope Leonard does not. Oh, Leonard's not going there. He's turned down bigger jobs. Okay. Me, shit. He was almost the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator because I knew they want him. You want to go coach in Nebraska? Um, so yeah, I honestly I don't see any of those guys going there. Leopold has gotten big extensions from Kansas through like twenty twenty seven. I like what he's doing there. Well, they they can buy out that shit whenever they want. Kleiman is uh, he's starting to kind of finally build something at Kansas State. Do you know who the offense coordinator is? Do not. Colin Klein, former Heisman Heisman Trophy candidate for Kansas State. Yep, makes um, sense. I watched them a little bit the other day. Deuce Vaughn is he's legit. It's like 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, he runs around. He's yeah. fast. Yeah, but, he's uh, a pretty good guy. Yeah, that's our Nebraska hate segment of the day. <laughs> My, I, I, I do just want to um, touch 
on that real quick. Uh, sorry, totally lost my train of thought. Totally forgot what I was going to say about that Nebraska job. Um, oh, the biggest thing about the about the Big Twelve uh, guys that you know the Kansas, you know Lance Leopold and Chris Kleiman, uh, also Matt, um, Campbell. Matt Campbell. All the stuff that's happening with the with the realignment and the Big Ten is, I could see them making that move yeah. to stay uh, above float in the Power Five because we don't know what the Big Twelve is going to turn out to be. Well, and the only thing with the you know the Kansas States, the Iowa States, the Kansas, Nebraska does have better resources than all three of those schools. You know what? I football. don't. You know what? I don't understand. Yeah, they do, but I don't understand. Like, where's the recruiting pipeline? Like, I mean, Texas, Nebraska recruits better than Wisconsin and. But where are they? Where are they? Get, that's what I'm saying. Are they getting that? Is that? It's, it's, <laughs> is the, it mid, Cali? it's the Midwest and. Is it Cali? They kind of just get all over. Yeah. But um. Golly. Yeah, we'll we'll see what Nebraska does. Uh, do they get to a bowl game this year? No. No? Okay. No. I don't no, think they will either. I think, I, think, I think they'll end up going 4-8 and eight or 5-7. and seven. Here's the thing, though. We are going to be picking some games later. Nebraska is going to be on that one of those games. Okay? Spoiler alert. They're playing Oklahoma. Uh, I, can see that this, I can see this thing going one of two ways. Or, you know, two ways, I should say. It could either go that they fight hard when they get that new coach. And they start to figure some things out, or this could be like a two and ten team. Yeah, but again, they're losing all those games, just like last year. Yeah, but if you're in those games and you win some of those games, you're now getting confidence, and I feel like you win some more. It, it, honestly, I just think that this year they're losing because they just didn't really care for Frost anymore. They, they're yeah, just they're like, like they're be. like, dude, you you haven't won anything here in four years. Like, why why am I listening to your message anymore? That very well. But anyways, be. moving on. Uh, Georgia is the new number one. I I didn't mention that last week, but I think Georgia should have been the number one last week, but especially with Alabama's troubles. Uh, we'll get into that game here because we did pick that one from last week. But Michael Michael's got something to talk about here. Yeah. So let's let's go take a look at at last week's uh, games. Um, We've got uh, Alabama versus Texas. Uh, Alabama was a 19-point favorite. Texas's quarterback gets injured uh, first half. Um, first, quarter. first quarter. Yeah, it was right before the end of the first quarter. Um, Texas ends up uh, having a 16-10 lead. They go down 17-16. They kick a field goal 19-17, give up a late field goal, and lose 20-19. Uh, but um, they, they do cover that 19-point spread. Um, so Trace and I were both wrong on that one. Um, and I just want to say that was the last college football pick that I was wrong with. Um, Trace had quite a few more. Uh, I just wanted to point out, too, if, if Quinn Ewers is in that game, they yeah. win. I, I, I really think they win. Well I mean, could. he showed up. I mean, one of the, it was one of his deep balls that he threw. Like, I don't think it was a touchdown, but I got him like the two or something. It was, oh, that thing was beautiful. Sprained clavicle. Yeah, he's all about four weeks, they said. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Quinn Ewers is a very talented kid. He's the highest rated quarterback coming out of high school since Andrew Luck. So what's going to happen with him and, yeah, and, and now Arch? I don't think Arch is going to end up staying. They said Arch might redshirt the first year. But if you're as good as you are, I mean, everybody, anybody and everybody was going after Arch Manning. Okay, this is Peyton Manning's you have to, you have to nephew. Have to. You have to. I, I, I understand that, but, but you're, who, you're, are you going to start him? Like, are you just going to make him sit? Like, I, I don't know. 
I could very well see him sitting his freshman year and then playing two years and leaving after that. I mean, and if, being his if, three if Mullet Man Ewers comes back and plays like the way he did against Alabama, he's going to be a starter there until he's gone. So, I, I mean, he looked really good against Alabama. Ohio State transfer? Yes. Yeah. But like I said, he, he was the highest rated quarterback coming out of high school since Andrew Locke. I mean, two, the 24-7, do you call it 24-7 or 24-7? I call it 2-4-7. I call it 2-4-7. Yeah. I think I, if you call it 2 4 like I, I think it, that's it's, what it intends. It is, it is but, but I call no it dash. Yeah, I call it, it two, two four seven. seven. But anyways, he was rated a thousand in the composite ranking, and the wow. last the last quarterback who did that was Andrew Luck. So there's a lot of excitement with Texas with this Ewers kid, and it sucks sure. to see him hurt. And then Hudson yeah, Card also got hurt that game. So did he really in the second half? He was hobbling the whole second half. I mean, gotcha. He did something to his ankle. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, that was I, at the point where I, I wasn't. We were walking to the stadium, so I couldn't see it anymore. I, I think if Quinn Ewers is in that game the whole game, they win. They probably win by 10 because Alabama struggled. Yeah. Alabama was kind of that thing where we talked about Ohio State last week where they're missing receivers from last year where it's yeah. like, okay, now these kids have to step up and they just yeah. don't have the weapons. But, a lot of drops. But a lot the, of drops. At, at the end of the day... They gave themselves a chance at the end. You have the Heisman winning quarterback. He made a Heisman winning play and ultimately won the game. Win your clunkers. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Texas covered that with ease. I, Texas is. Texas defense played well. We thought that Alabama was going to physical them. It, it was the other way around. Yeah. Texas really pushed Alabama around. But, anyways, moving on to the next game. So, next one was Baylor BYU. I'm not going to pretend like I saw any of this game. I was in bed, I was sleeping. This one started at 9 15. Uh, BYU did win in overtime, uh, covered the two and a half spread. Did you watch highlights of this game? I did not. Nobody wanted to win the game. Nobody. Gotcha. Baylor missed, so Baylor started with the ball in overtime, missed a field goal. Well, first off, BYU missed a field goal of nine seconds to go to overtime. Then Baylor gets the ball to start overtime, misses a field goal. BYU gets the ball in overtime, misses a field goal. And then BYU gets it back, scores a touchdown, and then Baylor ended up not scoring. But, um, I mean, what was the spread? Two and a half in this Two game? Half. So we knew it was going to be close, and we kind yep. of pick them. Yep. It was at BYU this year. It, the game was everything we thought it was going to be. Right. It, the, it was a def- pretty much a defensive battle. We, we talked yeah, it was about 26-20. Yep, we talked about in overtime. In overtime, yeah. Um, we talked about uh, Baylor and how their strength was going to be their defense this year. Um, Blake Shapin did exactly what you know Baylor's asking him to do this year. Uh, he, I think, he had like a 65% completion percentage in the game. So, I mean, not bad. Threw a touchdown, didn't turn it over, which was the problem they felt with last year. Um, but BYU, I mean, they, this this BYU team is legit. I really do think so. Jaron Hall's a really good quarterback. Uh, the other guy who really impressed me was their their receiver, Colin Roberts. There was a touchdown. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go. I mean, it was an amazing, amazing catch in the end zone. It was it was an NFL level catch. But um I don't his name might be Chad. It's C Roberts, something like that. But he's yep. really good. In this game he had uh he had eight catches for 122 yards and one touchdown. But he was really good. BYU's legit. Um but it, it was a good game. I didn't see the whole thing. I fell asleep in the second half. Uh but it, it was a fun game and I mean came down to exactly what we thought it'd be it'd be a pick up and it was. Sure. Sure. So the next game uh, I, I did get that one right. Trace did not. Um, the next game was Tennessee minus six over Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. We both took Tennessee. Uh, I saw Tennessee was down, was it, up early, down like mid third quarter. Ended up tying it and won it. Yep, another good game. And, and did they did they win this one in overtime as well? Yes. 
Uh, it would have been interesting to see what happened if Slovis for Pitt didn't get hurt. Sure. Uh, he got hurt, so obviously that changes quite a few things. Um, but we also talked about how if Tennessee was going to win this game, Hendon Hooker had to have a big game, and he did. I mean, Hooker went out there 325 yards passing, two touchdowns, also had 27 yards on the ground. So it kind of came down to quarterback play, and at the end, Tennessee had a better quarterback because Slovis got hurt. Isn't it amazing that these schools who have these quarterbacks and they stink like Vodtac with Hendon Hooker, and then they leave to go to it's, another school, it's and, and it, it, it's like, like, why do you let these guys go? You give them the key, you give them everything, and you just let them drive the bus. What, what? I don't understand why it happened. And like you said, could be coaching, could be um, talent around them, you know, could be all those things. I do want to apologize to everybody. When you go to a game on Saturday, it's very difficult to keep track of anything else that's going on. All you get to do is score watch. So that's why I don't know a lot about these games. Yeah, and, and the touchdown in the in the overtime game from Tennessee was a 20-yard. I mean, it was, it was another good, really, really nice play. But, uh, yeah, I Tennessee is starting to be legit, too, I think. I think they're kind of – we talked about this a little bit last week. Felt like they were, this team was different than the last College football is better when Tennessee is good. It is. It's just another team, and it's going to be a team that in the SEC is going to be fun to, mm-hmm. fun to watch. And, mm-hmm. I mean, with, with seeing how much Alabama struggled, Alabama could lose a couple games this year could. in the SEC. Could. I mean, we could, you know, I could easily see them not, but... Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, they're going to be favored in every game except for probably Georgia. Whenever sure. They're up. Sure. So, we both got that pick right. Uh, next was Kentucky at Florida. Florida favored by um, five and a half. I thought Kentucky was going to uh, lose this game, but yet cover that five and a half point spread. Um, they were down 16-13. Tied at 16-16. I was listening to this game on the radio back from Madison. They ended up getting a pick six. And kind of, I want to say Florida had a couple chances, but went for it on fourth down in their own territory. Um, Just couldn't couldn't get the plays. Um, You know, I think think the biggest thing is Kentucky's defense is legit. And they have a a quarterback who's projected an early uh, top two, three-round pick in Will Levis. Yeah, Will Levis is a very good quarterback. Uh, I, I think the other thing that kind of kind of happened is that... Do you know where he transferred from? No. Penn State. Penn State. And they're starting Sean Clifford. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I think some of the magic from last week, may, it might have been a little bit of a hangover for Florida. I felt good about it just because it was in the swamp. And the yeah. swamp is still one of the hardest places to play in the country. Uh, Anthony Richardson came back down to earth a little bit. Kentucky's got Florida's number. There's well, something about that, it. That's just what I was going to say. This is what Kentucky does. They do. Stoops. They want to play they, defense. They aren't going to score a ton, but they, I mean, they, they're kind of like that team that you just, you hate to play. Because, you know, yeah. they're, they're the Northwestern of the SEC. They the, might. The Northwestern. When they were good. With the good defensive Northwestern correct. teams. Whereas yes. just like, no matter, no matter what kind of year you're having, no matter what kind of year they're having, they're it, it's, it's just going to be a battle. And Kentucky doesn't do anything flashy, but it, it could be a little bit different of a team this year with Will Levis because he is a good quarterback, and like you said, he is a projected second-round, third-round pick. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Anthony Richardson struggled two interceptions. I believe he also might have even had a fumble in this game as well. Yeah, um, I believe so too. I heard that. The, the Kentucky defense definitely, 
definitely was a little bit, little bit different from Utah from the week uh, week before, which is crazy because Utah's defense. Well, Utah legit. bounced back this week too. I think they won like seventy to seven or something I, like I, that. I, I I would say their defenses are pretty similar. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's the hangover. It's it's handling success, yeah. and I think it got a little ahead of Florida. Oh, it's, it's a first year coach. First year coach, young quarterback. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, the last game we picked was Washington State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin was favored by 16. I had Wisconsin winning by probably 11, so I ended up winning that bet um, with Washington State winning. Um, what What were your thoughts? Obviously, you get to watch the TV coverage, um, you know, so we're seeing different different things. But what what was your what was your assessment of the game? Uh, I'll start with the positives. There wasn't many. Yeah. Um, I thought Graham Mertz was good again. He, he, he's done kind of just like with uh, what we've talked about with Blake Shapin, uh, with Baylor. He, he's just doing what the Badgers are asking him to do. He's not turning it over. He's not. He did have one bad turnover in that game. He did, but it's not as bad as it was. Correct. It, it, it's nowhere near as bad as it was, but Graham Mertz was not the reason they lost on Saturday no. at all. No. What, what worries me is that when the Badgers were really good, they were disciplined. They didn't have penalties. They weren't making you know little mistakes, stuff like that. Their offensive line was playing really well. There's none of that right now. They're not doing the little things. There's not a lot of discipline. They had a lot of penalties. Uh, Logan Brown, who's supposed to be some five-star offensive lineman coming out of high school, might be the worst five-star I've ever seen. I mean, just he got dominated. Sure. Uh, Is he guard? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Okay. He... He's in for, uh, who was the guy who got hurt in week one? He was a true freshman. I can't think of his name. Nelson? No. But, uh, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to start this year. But anyways, uh, Wisconsin's not doing the little things that, that they were doing when they were successful. Uh, they didn't run the ball super well. Um, I don't understand why Chesma Luce, like, I like Chesma Luce, don't get me wrong. But why is he getting the ball in third ones? Or third and twos. That should be 100% Braylon Allen. Or it should honestly even be Isaac Garendo before Malusi. Because Malusi's not a power back. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 the Badgers, they, they just they came out flat in the second half. It, it was a weird game. I mean, you're not going to see interceptions with a fumble on the same play happen once in the game most yeah, likely. But then you have twice. it twice. But then, you know, they're driving. They get a gift. They're driving. And Clendon fumbles. So it's... All the little things that they've been so good at the past and the way that the Badgers win when they're successful, they're not doing right now. Or I shouldn't say – I mean, they're two games in. They didn't do it against Washington State. So I, I'm fine with the defense. I'm fine with Mertz. It's, it's honestly it's, – it's in the trenches where they're losing right it now. It really is. is. where they've been so, so good I, for so long. I think it's fixable. Yes, it I is. I think it's fixable. It's going to um, take another ask to come Ohio State to fix it. Yeah, but. Well. It was a it was a tough watch uh, as a fan in the stadium. I mean, I had this one guy in, uh, back. He was one row above me and behind me, and he, like, I, 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 he had commentary for everything. So you want to talk about worst experiences going to a game? That that was rough. The dude knew everything. Why are they doing this? Why are they running that play? They should do this. Why why aren't they having four down line? Like, dude had no idea. Why aren't they having four down linemen? You want to know why? Because they run a 3-4 defense. Yeah. Like, 
you're driving me freaking nuts. Right That's now. when you turn around and be like, oh dude, my just, god, just stop, dude. At this, at one point, the guy was was pissed about the play calls. I'm like, it's his second week, okay? It's the offensive corner's second week. Relax. The guy's like, I've been here watching games for 30 years. That's great. Great. It's has still, nothing to do with week two. Week. Yeah. yeah, has nothing to do with. So, anyways, watching the game, uh, you could tell right away running inside the, you know, running up the middle, the power, it was not we there. We talked about that when you were at the game. I texted you. I said, we need to stop running up the middle every single play, open it up, the, open up the field a little bit. And when they did, did they score? They did. They did. They did. They started. Uh, Got to open the field. Like up they, a they more. started having some nice runs to the left. I feel like they had like four straight stretches to the left, and they were start. They it was kind of like a zone blocking. It was like all right, stretch and you find the hole. It wasn't pulling guards and things like that. So it got better, but then the turnovers, then the penalties. It just was not a disciplined game. Well, um, it, it, it seemed it, like they went away from what worked when they got those two touchdowns. Like the rest yeah. of the game, they didn't really. Open the field up again. Right. Like, uh, this the Davis, uh, number three, Davis. Don't know his first name. Obviously, you're at the game. I, he didn't do anything for him uh, in the first week, but he had, he made a couple nice nice catches. Um, well, you know who played really well defensively. Or sorry, player. Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. Keontes Lewis had two for sixty-two. But both of them were on deep routes. He also earned a uh, earned a penalty on a pass interference. Um, he showed some flash. He showed some things. Well, and, and Cundiff looked really good minus the fumble. I mean, I mean, yeah. he looks like a Wisconsin tight end. They, yeah, they, well, he, they, he, he, he like that's the thing. If if they win that game, and Cundiff holds on to that ball, Cundiff's the player of the game. Yeah, and, and the the kid who surprised me defensively was the transfer late to. Yeah. He played really well. Well, he was starting because Waller was out. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, he, he ended up playing well. Um, yeah, Mertz. Mertz was fine. Mert, you know, it, there were a couple rollouts to the right that looked a little late. He just didn't have anybody. But I think that's more route concepts than it is, you know. I think that's more just pressure on his ass from the offensive line. Um, the line struggled. It, it did. It, it, it did. And, you know, you think, Paul, Chris, you think running the football in this was – it's just – it's got to be better. It's got to be more disciplined. There were too many penalties. Look, I said 11 penalties. Um, you, you can't have that. And then you turn the ball over twice. Like, that's – you. it's just not you, – you, you can't – you cannot have that. And, um, it, you know, it was a – it was a frustrating watch. I think it's. I think it's going to be fine. Um, they kind of started out like this last year, um, but it was against better competition. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I I am getting kind of sick of Paul Christ. I am. Okay. I am. I. It's just he doesn't show any emotion. That pisses me off. I get that two years, but sure. Jesus, man, it's like you're up. You scored no points in the second half. There's just there's yeah. nothing like that. That just drives yeah. me nuts. I, I read an article today that Keanu Benton, uh, the kid from Craig, yep. was was a little disappointed in, in the in the energy on the sidelines, not in the fans, uh, by his own players. Team, yeah. So you know, for a guy who's a um, who's a who's a team leader, um, you know, to hear something like that, uh, you know, obviously next week against New Mexico State, you're not going to learn much from that game either. Nope. So it's really going to have to come Big Ten. 
Obviously, you're not looking for, or not looking forward to the game against Ohio State. Nobody's looking forward. But except for Ohio State, you gotta you gotta figure something out here soon. Yeah, I mean we, I mean we picked the Badgers to early in the year. We picked the Badgers both to win this game. So now that you know they're gonna have to make one up somewhere. It could be that Michigan State game. It's sure. not gonna be Ohio State. I mean we did talk about that. This could be a this was gonna be a tricky game. Yep. And they needed to come out. I thought that point spread was way too big. Um, I mean Washington State didn't play well against uh, Idaho week one. Obviously Wisconsin. Um, did their thing, but I didn't even think Wisconsin looked that great. I, I thought there were some undisciplined things even in the beginning of that Wisconsin game, but I thought their their undisciplined was because of just being too amped up. For game one. For game one. But yes, or, uh, uh, Saturday was just, they just looked flat. Yeah, Wisconsin's they, gonna they got punched in the mouth. Wisconsin's going to have to get back to doing Wisconsin things uh, if they want to have a good year and possibly get into a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Um, we know the Big Ten West isn't as nearly as good. Uh, but they got some work to do. Um, other things going on in college football. So every year uh, there's a top 10 team who usually ends up unranked. Is Notre Dame going to be that team this year? You, tied, mean at, at, you mean at some point no, they at the end become, of the year. At the end of the year. Usually okay. every single year in the preseason pool there's a team okay. who's ranked in the top 10, Notre Dame was ranked 5, who ends up unranked by the end of the year. Sure. Tyler Buckner's hurt now too. Okay. So now they're even down to Drew a guy. Pine? They're down to a guy who... Buckner beat out. Buckner hasn't looked good. Is Notre Dame going to be that team who ends up not ranked? If if you had to give me um, a, a team that I think is by the end of the season is going to be unranked, who was a top ten to start, I'm going to go with Texas A&M over them. I just think Texas A&M's got a more difficult schedule in the SEC West. See, I just think I think Texas A&M, regardless, is they're going to have eight or nine wins because they have Jimbo. Okay. He's won a lot of games. Marcus Freeman's never even coached in a game before this year. I mean, coaching the bowl game or whatever. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Uh, but, you know, like, Texas A&M, yeah, they lost. They struggled in week one, too, but I think Jimbo's too good of a coach. We don't know anything about Freeman. Nothing. Well, we've seen I Jimbo, mean, you, you, we've seen you Jimbo go, throw from, a program in Florida State who was a national champion and put him in the shitter pretty quick. I mean, but the thing is with... With uh, with Freeman, I mean, you go from in Notre Dame, you go from a good loss where you felt like you played well to an yeah. absolutely horrible yes. loss. I mean, Marshall's not bad. No, but you lose at home to Marshall. That's rough. Yeah, that is rough. So I want to I want to give you a stat here. Um, so you're taking Notre Dame as I think as, they're going to end up on okay, um, and, and I'll take Texas A&M. I'll say yeah. Texas A&M ends the season now, on range. I think Texas A&M is going to end up like 23, 24. Okay. I don't think they're going to be high. But okay. I, I don't think Notre Dame's got enough ranked. I okay. think I think Notre Dame might could even miss a bowl game. Okay. They could. So first one, so the 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 Sun Belt, okay, the Sun Belt Conference had three upsets this weekend. Okay. Georgia Southern over Nebraska, Appalachian State over Texas AM, and Marshall over Notre Dame. Appalachian State, the home of college game day. Appy State, yeah. My school. That's the yep, team that's the team I'm picking this year. So I want you to tell me, I want to guess, how much these schools, Georgia Southern, Appalachian State, and Marshall, were paid to play these games on the road? Combined? Okay. No, just by themselves. I thought Marshall was like, no, I think Nebraska was like a million and a half, wasn't it? 
Nebraska was one point four two three million. That was given to Georgia Southern. Yeah. To go in and and fire Scott Frost. So here's my thing. With Rick. Hear, hear, hear me out on this. Does does Frost's buyout go towards <laughs> that amount? Does Frost's yeah, buyout go towards that amount? Because he got fired after that game. Okay, so Appy State and Texas A&M. Appy State was paid one point five million. I was gonna say two. One point five, and then Marshall. I'm gonna say Marshall paid three million. No, no, it's no, at Notre Dame. no. One point two five. No, not paid. Not they, I, I know. I, yeah, they they I know. were yes, paid to play correct. these games. Correct. That's how it works in these in these I younger know. games is or earlier games in the years, so that these teams get paid, so that so um, the so, play so, get the shit kicked out. Well, that's Washington State, so I don't think that's one of them. So it's usually the smaller schools. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. But I don't know. We should look at that number and see what Scott Frost buyout was because we could just add that because Nebraska's out that money too. I mean, yeah, I, it got cut down this year, correct? We it did. It went to half. It went yeah. to half. But I'll yeah, their uh, their ticket sales. I hope I hope they got concessions because it was an expensive weekend for Nebraska paying out his paying out his uh, uh, fifteen million was his. It was his buyout. His buyout. Yes. For for, the, for this year that wasn't cut. It was, so it was thirty million before that. I just saw it said holy collect fifteen shit. million. Uh, Want to move into our picture this week? Yeah. Uh, or so, who, anyways, I was one and four in college football this week. Michael was four and one. Four and one. Four and one. Do we want to go college football, or do we want to talk about the NFL? No, games? we'll we'll talk college okay. football first, and we'll do okay. NFL. And hey, I do just want to say uh, to all of our loyal listeners out here, if you can get us your picks by Thursday, send us an email, send us a Snapchat, whatever you want. Uh, if you want to send it to the email, let me see here. We'll send it to the to the two bros to the podcast email here. But uh, we'll announce every week who the. Who sent it in and who won? Yeah, who, between all of us. But, see uh, if anybody beat our picks. If, if you want to send us it, it is going to be two bros talking sports at gmail.com. Send us your picks. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, our buddy, our buddy Penzi sent us his picks from last week. Okay. Um, college. College. He picked college and NFL. Okay. Uh, he sent me both of them. Um, let's see here. I saved it somewhere. Now I gotta find it. That's the problem. So college football, he took North. No, this. Okay. Week two, he took Alabama minus nineteen. Wrong. Took Baylor two and a half. Wrong. Tennessee. Right. Florida. Wrong. Washington State. Right. Two so and three. Penn's about two and three. So Penn's beat me. Congrats. <laughs> Don't get used to it. But uh, you beat me. But uh, he made NFL picks too, so we'll talk about his okay. picks there. Okay. But uh, college football picks for this week. Let's move right into them here. All right, so first game, 11 a.m., Fox. No, we talked about a lot about Nebraska. So it's Oklahoma at Nebraska, Oklahoma, 13.5-point favorites. That means if Oklahoma wins by 14, they win the bet. If they, if you, or I should say, if you choose Oklahoma, if they win by 13, you lose the bet. Um, so what are, your, what are your thoughts week one? Uh, so Oklahoma game comes in this game ranked six in the country, uh, as we've talked about a, a lot today with Nebraska. Um, new coach, can't tell you his name, don't remember it, I did see it today. But Brent I, Venables. He was no, the, no, the new Nebraska coach. Oh, the new Nebraska coach. Okay. Um, I, yeah, Brent Venables, the old Clemson D coordinator, is the yeah. coach at uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's coming off a 45, no, 33-3 win over Kent State. Um, Woo! 
I'm going to take Oklahoma. I, I think Nebraska's got too much going on. I don't think it's going to be a very close game. Okay. I think, uh, I think Oklahoma wins by three touchdowns. I could see Nebraska keeping this game close just for the fact of uh, rallying the troops, the cry for the new coach. I could see it, but I'm not going to take it. I'm going to go Holy Jerry Judy. That was a hell of a play. Uh, when it comes to college football, I'm going to just start agreeing with Michael everything. So if he said Oklahoma, I'm feeling good about my Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. College football has not been nice to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I just think i got to see what Nebraska is with a new coach. Um, and, I, and then you get Oklahoma. That I just – I will say, do not be surprised if Nebraska does win this game or keep it close. But as a better – If a, they win or if they cover that if they win. Oh my god. If they win. Oh my god. If they win. Oh my god. But as a better, I'm gonna take Oklahoma. All right. And they, give those thirteen they, and a half you points. Have just said if they cover the spread. If they win, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next game we got we have twelve ranked BYU uh, going into Eugene facing Oregon, uh, who's favored by three and a half. They're Back in the rankings at 25, this game will be on Fox. Uh, Michael, BYU, Oregon, minus 3.5. What do you got? Are you confused by this line? I think Oregon's just getting the same love they got at the start of the year. They're just Yeah, but they just lost 49-3. to three. But th- That's what I'm saying. They're being favored a little bit because they're Oregon. Uh, it's a home stadium. It's a tough place to play. Um... I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna fly the ducks this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna take, I'm taking BYU. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna take the duck. Are you BYU, BYU on beat it? my team last week. They're gonna beat your team. This <laughs> okay, week. okay. All right. BYU's legit. Uh, they are. They're, they they're definitely coach, are. Their coach has done a great job there. Uh, I've seen BYU upset people before. Uh, First hand at Wisconsin. This isn't much of an upset because I don't think Oregon's that good. But I'm taking BYU. I think it. It's tough to go into Autzen Stadium, so I'm going to take the Ducks. Minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. They got a good neck crack game in the last one. They scored 70 points. I like the Ducks. And, uh, hey, just to clarify, too, if you just want to send us your college football picks, you can send us those by Thursday. But NFL, we do have the Thursday game, so you got to send us NFL by Thursday. But college so, football, you can send us sad by, by Saturday. Saturday. But yeah. if you want to send them both, they got to be by Thursday. Right. Next. We got Penn State at Auburn. Penn State minus three. What are you thinking? Uh, Penn State Auburn. I'm gonna take Penn State. I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't really know how to feel about Auburn. I think they're just kind of a weird, mysterious team. Uh, obviously, Bo Nix is at Oregon, so that helps Auburn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think. I think Franklin is a little bit more proven of a coach. I think Penn State. You want to stay away from big game or late game, nah, James Franklin. Nah. Late game, I mean, James Franklin, there's a problem. It's fine. I'm going to take Penn State. I don't have to deal with the point and a half. Just win by a field goal, and I, and I push. So I'm going to take Penn State. I'm going to, if you're going to give me a home team and a dog with the defense, I'll take all three, and I'll take Auburn in that game. Um, I just I – just, Playing, playing at home, I, I feel like that, that three points is, is big there. I'm going to take Auburn to cover. Well, this is for Auburn's first actual 
it is. game. I it mean, is. They've played Mercer and San Jose State, so they haven't really challenged themselves. Penn State's at least played Purdue okay. uh, in a hostile environment at Purdue. So uh, I, think, I think that could help a little bit. Next game we got, probably our biggest game on the slate of college football games this week, is uh, the U. Miami is traveling to uh, Michael's. It's all about the U. Michael's uh, unranked favorite by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. College Station, Texas A&M. This is a 8 p.m. ESPN game. Texas A&M is favored by five and a half. I'm going to guess what Michael's going to pick here, but I'll let him say. TBD, baby. No, you got to pick. Tyler Van Dyne. Tyler Van Dyke. He's very good. He's a very good quarterback. Um, you know, Miami and new coach Mario Cristobal, it's really just going to be whether he allows him to throw the ball enough because Cristobal just wants to run it. Um, but when you have a talented arm like Tyler Van Dyke, I think you have to throw it. I think he's going to throw it. I don't know if, I don't know if Miami goes in and wins this game. It's going, you, you want to talk about an electric crowd uh, Texas A&M, they call it the 12th man. Um, I want to say it's Kyle Field. I think that's what they call the stadium. Um, it's, a, it's a heck of a place to play. Um, I, I, I think Miami is going to keep it close. I say Miami loses by three, but you got to give me five and a half. So I'm, I mean, I'm taking Miami as well. Okay. Michael just wanted on his tangent. I don't think Texas A&M is that good, so... And I don't. I, right, I, so I really that's, that's don't. Why, that's the only reason. I don't. I don't think they. The, yeah, their quarterback situation, Haynes King, isn't. Isn't. Uh, and you know what? If I'm impressive. wrong. I didn't lose the game on Michael, so I still have a chance to, to build <laughs> the record back. So that is true. I'm gonna take Miami true. as well. Our last game of the week, uh, New Mexico State comes back to Camp Randall. The Badgers are a 37 and a half point favorite on 2:30 on Big Ten Network. Um, I'm gonna take the Badgers. They covered last time in a big, 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 big point spread. What um, was that point spread week one? They, uh, we didn't have a point spread. We didn't. You're right. We didn't. We didn't have uh, a point spread. I think the Badgers are gonna use this week to clean stuff up. I think there's gonna be a lot more discipline. We're not gonna have the false starts and all this stuff. I think Graham Mertz is gonna have another good game. Uh, Braylon Allen's gonna run all over. I'll take the Badgers 37 and a half. Booking. Okay. Uh. Wisconsin's winning this game. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb there and say Wisconsin's winning this game. But you give me a bad offense. Who's a bad offense? Badgers or New Mexico? Badgers. Okay. Badgers that are bad offense. And you give me 37 and a half points. I'm going to take I'm going to take the points and just hope they lose like 34 to 3 and try and treat. If they if I, see, I, if I, New Mexico State scores a touchdown, I win this. The bet. Badgers defense is going to score two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So that that's going to help. So me. the real bet is who scores more touchdowns: the Badgers the defense, defense or, or New Mexico yeah, State's their offense. offense? I'm going to take New Mexico State to cover and lose like forty-one ten. Like thirty-four. Thirty. Like yeah, thirty-seven to three. Okay. Thirty-one to. Nothing. Something right. like that. Uh, the the other game, uh, we're not picking this one, but just a note, we've talked about them. Uh, Fresno State, uh, they got a big game against USC. They just lost to Oregon State last week. Uh, but again, a 
good, well-coached team with Jeff Tedford. They got a good quarterback, good receiving core, stuff like that. So it could be an interesting game. Uh, could be Lincoln. Could be a tough test for Lincoln Riley and USC. But uh, anything else college football we got on the dock here? No, I mean I I, I do agree with your with your statement of Fresno State. Uh, Lincoln Riley's probably it's it's really their first test opponent. Yeah, that they've. Um, that they've had, um, but I just think Lincoln Riley's got the. I think, I think Fresno's better than Stanford. Yeah, Stanford's just I. I don't know if they ever fire Shaw, but they're not in a good spot right now. Well, I mean, if you don't fire, Shaw, I mean, something, you know, something. They love him happen. there. They love him there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with college football done, we uh, we'll we'll move over to some NFL, the professionals, and uh, yeah, we'll go over our picks. We'll talk a little bit about the week. One of the NFL has well is wrapping up right now as we speak. Uh, we're currently watching Monday Night Football, the Broncos and the Seahawks currently tied 10-10. Gino looks decent. Uh, Gino's not a bad quarterback. I mean, it's just he's not. He he's never gonna take you anywhere. I think he's kind of just a game manager kind of guy, and he has D, he has DK, he has Tyler Lockett there, so has a couple weapons offensively. But uh, yeah, we'll go we'll go right into our picks. Uh, first thing I do want to ask though, Michael, on a Sunday. Football in the fall. What is your favorite thing to eat during football when it's on? To eat? To eat. Like for dinner? Well, just. I mean, me, I'm picking chili. I, I love chili. I was, just, I was, I was I literally, I I was literally going to say, I'm going to make chili that I we're making it. I can't pick chicken wings because chicken wings goes good with any sport. Yeah. But football in chili. the fall, uh, and it's I, like that 50 degree weather, mm-hmm. nothing better than a pot of chili. Yeah. With no beans because beans shouldn't no. be in chili. No. That's disgusting. No. Um, but yeah, I, I made some chili last night. It was delicious. Yeah, so. we're we're making some on uh, on Sunday. So it's a it's a great call. It's a night it's packer a call night packer that. game. We talked about we made tacos last night. We're making chili. We're making chili uh, next Sunday. So uh, yeah, I'll, chili would probably be up on the list. Fajitas, tacos, uh, but yeah, probably chili. Yeah, because it doesn't get more American football than tacos and fajitas, right? <laughs> uh, NFL, we talked about a little before. We had a great slate of noon games. Uh, Red Zone was really fun to watch this week because there was a lot of games that got close to the end. We had a tie, which is still stupid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go right into our picks from week one here, and we can kind of talk about some other games as we go through. All right, so game one, we have Buffalo at the Rams. Thursday night. Thursday night. Opener. I'm playing softball, so I don't get to see any of this game. Um Buffalo really took it to the Rams. In the second half. Buffalo took it to the Rams. I think with Buffalo, there's going to be two options. They're either going to play really well all year, be the Super Bowl favorites like everybody talks about, or they're not going to be able to handle the pressure because they're Buffalo and they're going to barely get into the playoffs and they're going to lose in the first round. I'd love to it, see Buffalo do it. I would too, but... I mean, if, obviously if the Packers the, can. The, the thing is, too, is it... The NFL is so much about keeping your skill players healthy, but then also keeping your offensive line healthy. 
and you and I talked about it a little bit. Josh Allen had like ten design just straight runs where it's like they gotta get rid of that shit. Oof. Like I get it. I I feel like it's it's, it's great. It's great situationally, right? Like third and two type stuff, third and one type stuff. But when you're running, when you're running first and ten, secondly designed. Uh, Shit, they're running just power sweeps with the quarterback. They're running zone reads. I, I just, I don't think that's the right way to do it. Um, you do have Singletary. You do have James Cook. Yeah, James Cook Zach did. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. I mean, James Cook did fumble. I feel like you have guys there that you can, you can do it with. And, and I'm not talking, you, you just don't let Allen run because that's a facet of his game that you have to take advantage of. I just don't like to see it as much. I don't like to see my quarterback taking that many hits. Well, the thing is, it's just that if you are going to do this, you better win. And because Josh, then down the road, he, you know, he's going to wear down eventually. So you need to win right now, and you need to win it all. Josh Allen is not shying away from any of these hits. No, Josh Allen is putting his head down, shoulder down, and taking this contact. He's initiating the contact. Just, that's how he's played his whole life. I get it. it. It's hard, it's hard to take the it. fight out of a dog. Uh, and it's different playing like that in high school. It's different like that playing at correct. Wyoming. Now you're in the NFL. Every one of the this is the top one percenters. These guys, Geno Smith is really 17 of 18 right now. Holy smokes! Um, I I do think that that Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Um, he's Mahomes esque. Like he's in that. Is he gonna win the MVP? Uh, I think this is his year. So yeah, I do. I really do. Rogers ain't winning. As long as he, as long as he stays healthy and the, you know, His he keeps stay healthy. Yeah, he keeps putting up numbers. I, I do. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing about this game, we, we talked about this as well, is that they didn't even really use Dawson Knox, so they just paid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are you worried about the Rams at all? Um, I'm not. I'm not long term. Uh, did you see anything in San Francisco that made you think that, that Trey Lance was anything? I think that game's hard to evaluate. Because of the rain. Soon. Yeah, I get it. Let's let's I see get it. let's see the next couple weeks. But what has he shown even when he's played? He didn't show he anything. Really played, though. Exactly, but you went to him. No, I, I agree. I think it's weird that the 49ers are benching a QB who's taken him to the Super Bowl and took him to an NFC Championship game last year, a game that they honestly could have won. Should have won. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's what they want to do. Um, I mean, Arizona, do they scare you? Not really. I think two of my teams that Seattle? I think to make the playoffs are, aren't going to make it. I think the Cowboys are out. I think the Cardinals are out. I think the Cowboys are well, a lot that, worse. And than, how long is Dak out for? Six to eight weeks. I think the Cowboys Shit. with Dak might not have even made it. Yeah. They looked awful with yeah. him last night. And yeah. we talked about it, too. They really don't have a lot of weapons anymore. Zeke's old. Zeke, Zeke's old. They didn't. They didn't use Tony Pollard. Year three. Year three. Lamb's the only guy they got. Year three. Gallup's hurt. They have nobody. CD Lamb. I I sent it in the chat. Two catches, eleven targets. What? Was that his fault or is that the quarterback? I I understand. That's what I'm saying. Like that's not an NFL like either receiver quarterback. That, that, that can't happen. You cannot throw it to a guy nine times and not catch the ball nine times. Yeah. That That's not good enough. Um, Zeke Elliott, I've been off the Zeke train since year three. 
Yeah. Like running backs, you the second Jerry Jones paid Zeke Elliott that kind of money um, early in his career, I knew that that was it. Just he's he's well, just running backs wear down. Running backs have yes. a have a window especially max max they, in five years. Especially how they used him. Yeah. Especially how they used him. When you get the backs like Austin Eckler, where they're not running through the tackles so much, where they're more in the passing game. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. But also, also those quarterbacks, those quarterbacks or those running backs are used in in like some dual sets where they're kind of splitting some stuff. If you split stuff, you can go for six, seven, eight years. If you're the guy, every game, crown pound, three years, four yeah. years. That's your that's your shelf life in the NFL. Yeah. Back moving on to our picks here. Michael took the Rams, I believe, right? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I I took the Bills. Uh, so I started. I. Yeah, I rebounded from college football. I don't need to pick college football games. Just let me pick the NFL games. I feel good about myself. Anyways, move on to the next game. Next next game was New England at Miami. Uh, Miami was favored by three, which I didn't understand the line. I did. Tua is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. And <laughs> oh tell me God. otherwise. You didn't watch the game, clearly. Tell me otherwise. Okay. Tua played well. I mean, he, I wouldn't say he played well. He played okay. I mean, Tyreek Hill saved him from it. Did you see the, the, the Tyreek Hill guy that saved him from an interception? Do you think Tyreek still feels like he's the most accurate quarterback? <laughs> that was a weird. That was, did, yeah, and that then was, did, you, did you see the one where he threw it into the ground about 10 yards short of his receiver? Clean not, pocket? I did not oh, see my that Lord. One. I did not see um, that. I took the Dolphins with this one. I, like... The Dolphins get the Patriots once a year, and I thought at home there's a lot of questions about the Patriots' offense, which does look bad. Uh, and the Dolphins didn't they have Waddle's good too. Waddle's good. Did Did you see him do the touchdown of the Waddle dance? Did you see the the four year old man in the background doing it too? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, Michelle saw it. She it's loved great. it. She loved it. Um, but I mean, they have weapons. Chase Edmonds played yeah. well, like we thought he would. Um, the guy who didn't get as many touches, and they say he's going to kind of move him to a blocking role, is Mike Gusecki. Yeah. Uh, so if you have him in fantasy, I I feel a little nervous. Well, I don't get it because he's a he's a talented tight end. I don't think they want to pay him in the end though. Oh, because that's is isn't he fighting it that he should be getting wide receiver money? Yeah, because they put he him wants in, more money because they put him in the in the slot more than they do. Yeah, he wants uh, more money, but yeah, they don't want to pay him, so yeah. they're going to use ugly him. Business. They're going to use him as a tight end. It's kind of more of a blocker, but that's bullshit. But. Yeah, I took I took Manny. I just felt good about it, and it hit. Yeah, uh, the Patriots really struggled offensively. Ty Montgomery scored their only touchdown. Rolling um, into the end zone. Mac Jones did have kind of a, a BS pick in the end zone where it got tipped. Uh, wasn't yeah. really his fault. Defense kind of just made a good play. It might have even bounced off the offensive players. No, I think it, I think it got tipped. It was a nice um, defensive play. But yeah, the pa- are the page? Should you be worried about the Patriots if you're a New England fan? Yes. Yes. I definitely. Do you think hate. Belichick's getting a little old? Too old school. He's not really evolving. I just. You know, everybody was like, well, is it Belichick or is it Brady? Was it both? I think it was a combination of both, but I think we're starting to find out that it was... 70-30? That it was, yeah, you know, more Brady than it was Belichick. I mean, Belichick had his run. Like, he's a great coach. I don't know if anybody's denying that. But time, you know, time does... Well, you just keep bringing back your same assistants who weren't... Yeah. 
weren't successful. You know, at least when he brought McDaniels back, McDaniels won a little bit in Denver. Sure. Yeah, Patricia didn't do shit in what, what, Detroit. What did Patricia do for him last time he was here? He was a defensive coordinator. Why the hell is he calling offensive plays? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it could be an interesting year in New England. Uh, the next game, we'll we'll skip that one. Uh, we'll come back to it. We'll talk at the end because that's gonna we're, we got we got some Packer talk to, yeah. to talk about. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Uh, Chargers favored by three and a half. Chargers won twenty four nineteen. Uh, Devontae Adams had nine or ten catches, one hundred forty. So he did his thing, but uh, I, I still think he's an exceptional wide receiver. Um, just too much too much Chargers. Um, I think Herbert. Um, I was a little surprised. I saw Keenan Allen got hurt, hamstring, which, which I was really not, excited because I good. No, not for wide receivers. I was really excited because I saw. Oh, I got Mike Williams. Yeah, what did he two, do? Two for ten. But next oh, week, yeah, next yeah, week yeah, he yeah, going yeah, for eight, yeah. one twenty, two touchdowns. That's well, he who, should. That's he who should. Mike, that's who Mike Williams is. Take Mike Evans. Take Mike Evans. They will use him. Mike Williams. Will. I don't think Mike Evans has ever had a two for ten game. That dude's a monster. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Take Mike Williams. But that's who um, he is. He's either hit or miss, and there's no one between. No, um, I get it. I get it. I picked the Chargers because of their defense. Khalil Mack looked like Did the he? old Khalil Mack. Then you got the Bosa's back there. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the Chargers looked really good. Now, the Chargers like to come out hot into years and then kind of fizzle out. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I, th- I do think the Chargers are really good. Uh, I think Herbert could be a top five quarterback this year. Uh, you know, I, I think I you could. I think Herbert's a top ten quarterback right now. Yeah. I think he could really. Move, into it. Yes, he could really move into that. Yeah. Um, Eckler didn't have a great day, but that kind of just you know that kind of just shows that the Chargers are that good because like yeah. you know your best players well, didn't even really and that's the, produce and, that's and you the, still won. That's the thing about the Raiders is I don't think the Raiders play bad. They just they're going to be playing Denver, uh, L.A. I was going to say San Diego, L.A. And um, Kansas City six times this year. That that division is just going to be a gauntlet. Yeah, we talked and about that in our previous. I just I think that's too difficult to to uh, to keep up with. So I don't think I don't think uh, Vegas is a bad team. I think they're just it's just a tough division. Well, I think I think Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division too, and he's a top fifteen, top seventeen quarterback. But. He's the worst one in that division. I'm taking Herbert, Mahomes, and Wilson before him without blinking an eye. Every single one. Right now, you're taking Wilson over? Yeah, yeah, right now, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, could see it. I mean, Russell Wilson's won for me before. Derek Carr's never won in a big game for me. Right? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, his best year, they when they went to the playoffs, they were 12 before he got hurt. Yeah. So you couldn't really do anything, but... Yeah, the Raiders have weapons. I, it's the def- defensive side for me that worries me. About I was a little concerned about Renfro. I, I, didn't, I didn't see him. Renfro didn't get too much. Didn't Renfro didn't get anything? Well, the problem is they're just going to force feed Devontae now. It's the same thing the Packers did. I, I just, I don't, I don't get the force feeding. Like you said, yeah, you can get ten for. You know, you can get 10 for 140, but that just doesn't do... Yeah, run for 3 for 21. 21. Yeah, it's just not, like... That's six targets. you got to take advantage of that. He, he's a good slot receiver. Yeah, he is. I don't, I don't understand that as well. But, uh, yeah, so Chargers, Chargers covered there. We'll move on to the next one. 
We had Tampa Bay at Cowboys. Uh, we both took Tampa Bay. Uh, one and Easy, a half. Easiest pick. That, 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 easiest pick. Yeah, there's something about Dallas that they just... But we went into it. They, they don't have the weapons they used to have. No. Um, I, I, I don't understand getting rid of Amari Cooper. Um, if who, it's, who looked great in Cleveland, by the way. Well, I, I get no, that. But I know he did not. But you have Jacoby Brissett throwing to you. But if you're not going to... You're going to pay Zeke Elliott, but you're not going to pay... Well, they did pay Amari, but then they didn't think he'd... You know, they, they wanted to open the gates fully for CD Lamb. Because they paid him. I, these franchises, and the Green Bay Packers did this back in 2011? 2011? They have this, this gluttony of a position. Okay? And then you trade it away. You trade away your talent, or you get rid of it, or you don't re-sign it. Packers had this with their D-line, okay? They had Cullen Jenkins. Um, they had other guys at the time, B.J. Raji. And then they start to get injuries, and they start to lose guys. That's exactly what's happened with Dallas. They get rid of a Cooper because they open it up for Gallup. Gallup's hurt. Lamb. No, but I, 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 I get yeah, it. They, they, they went it up. cheaper with yes, Gallup. And yes, and they have Gallup. Gallup's hurt. Like it, it That's always just weird though. Cause he it just last always, year they, they knew he was going to be. I get it, but it, it it just always happens. You know, I just I don't understand why these franchises uh, do this. They, Jerry they just, Jones just thinks he's better than what he is. I mean, that's. But Jerry Jones is the guy you can't tell him what to do. Correct. You tell him one thing, he's going to do the other and say he thought of it. You know, you really didn't think of it. You just heard what somebody said. And you want to do the opposite. I I just. Dallas will never win another title with Jerry Jones as a, as an owner. He too, yeah, I, he's too hands-on. I don't, I don't think Mike McCarthy was a problem last night. I mean, you look at last year, the Cowboys scored 31 points a game with McCarthy as their head coach. I, I just think it's, they don't have the weapons anymore, and Zeke's, Zeke got old. Um, but is it going to be Cooper Rush now? Yeah. Well, I saw today that they said they might make moves, but... It, you're not going after Garoppolo because they don't even know if Garoppolo is healthy yet. Like, oh, I don't know man. what they're going to do. I, I really don't. Have fun being a Cowboys fan, right? They probably, yeah. I, we don't have to worry about the Cowboys. Cowboys aren't. I, Cowboys are not going to make the playoffs. Does that mean that, that right means Eagles division right now? Yeah, the Eagles are going to win that division. Easy? Absolutely. I think they're, I mean, the Commanders. Wentz looked okay yesterday where the Commanders yeah. might finish above the Cowboys. And then the Giants. Danny I mean, Dimes. I mean, he didn't win that game. Saquon won that game. Duke quarterback. Saquon. Duke Sa- Saquon looked like a rookie again. Duke uh, quarterback. Good for him. He's had a long road back from that ACL. I think he had an ankle injury last year. Um, that was another one of those really good games. And mm-hmm. Brian Dable, we talked about this. I mean, it was college football. We talked about this going for two at the end. I mean, he just said, yeah, we're going for two. Gave it to his best player. Even if you lose, it's like... And that, that play, he did, ran that little, uh, yeah, little, little shovel pass, and yeah. it was blocked up. He made a move on the guy, got outside of it. It was a hell of a play. Really good. It was a hell of a play. All right, last game of the week. Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay favored by one and a half. I don't know why. Uh, we both took Minnesota. Um, yeah, we were both right on that pick. I let off with the Badgers, so you can lead off with the Packers. Yeah, um, well, first of all, it wasn't going to look good when you run an amazing double move right off the bat. 
Christian Watson. Yeah, Patrick Peterson got cooked. Christian Watson, and he dropped it. I mean, it, Christian Watson's literally going to have nightmares about that until he catches his first touchdown pass, and we don't even know if that could be this year. Kyle Pitts was the be- one of the best tight ends in football last year. Didn't catch a touchdown on American soil last year. So Christian Watson could go the whole year without catching a touchdown. You could have had one on your first play of your rookie year. I told you last night, I can't run like that. I can't get past somebody like that, but I feel like I could have caught that ball. Yeah. I mean, it, he literally well, and that's he why, literally said to put his arms up. That's why I. It was dropped in the bucket. That's why I think you can you can teach that. You oh, can work so, on that. That, that was so it, frustrating. Well, it, it's a seven-seven game. Well, that's the thing. You give up the touchdown to start the game, and then you run the play. That was the first play. I I've shown I you know Aaron Rodgers has talked about. You know, the wide receivers and all of this. Chris wants you didn't play any preseason because you were hurt. We are running this play for you. We're going to give you a double move. A double move. That dude was shitting in his pants the second they called that play. Do not defend Christian Watson. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending Christian Watson. No, I'm not defending him by any means. You're taking it the wrong way. I'm basically saying... They ran that play for him to do that double move. Hmm. Wide open. And, oh and Rodgers, I mean, we've seen, right? I mean, he obviously is an amazing quarterback. He's got a great arm, right? He's an amazing, accurate thrower. But we've seen Rodgers overthrow that ball. Not that one. Oh that God. was in the bucket. You know, at, at uh, training camp when they got the, the, net, out. the net out, and that was in the net. Well, there's nothing I, but net. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's here's my hot take of the episode. If this continues uh, with Packers wide receivers, Jordan Love is a starting quarterback next year. Rodgers will not be playing. He's not going to deal with this. I mean, people always get so upset when Rodgers says, oh, the rookies, they got to get better, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's not defending receivers. How do you defend anyone on that? How? You, you know how you defend receivers? You throw the ball to them. Yeah. And you did, and he dropped it. Now... I heard, I heard him come out and say that we need to be patient with the wide receiver. It's basically his R-E-L-A-X, relaxed comment. Like, I get it. The defense, I'm not, I'm not mad at the defense. I'm mad at how Justin Jefferson made us look. Yeah, I, so I'm not mad about – I'm really not mad about the game. I, I didn't expect winning. No. I, I didn't think we were going to win this I game. thought it was going to look – Better. I thought it was going to be closer. But, but it should have been. Uh, I okay, agree. He catches that touchdown. I agree. It, it's 7-7. Seven, seven. And then if we can convert from fourth and one on the one-yard line, mm-hmm. there, it's 23-21. What, did you see how they explained that play? I get it. He made the wrong read. I don't he did. care. That, that, no, that, that, was a good, that was a good chess miss. That was a good defensive play. I don't hate it. Right? Okay, I don't but hate either it. way, you had first and goal right. inside the 10. You, we talked about this. If you're in the NFL, you, teams need to score. Yeah. You're not going to win games. And they showed score. a stat in 2020, the Packers were 80% red zone touchdown. I want to say 2021, they were in like the 40s, 50s. You can't have that big of a drop off. 2020 was the year that they were going to win it all. You don't give up that touchdown to Scotty Miller at the end. And then you the end of the first half. Correct. And then if you score more than six points on three straight picks, you mm-hmm. win. But I'm not upset with the way the Packers defense played. You gave up 23 points to an offense that's going to be good this year. The Vikings are going to have a top yes. seven, if not five, offense. And they have so many weapons with Cook and Thielen. Literally, and, Cook and, and Jefferson. Even... And then you have Madsen backing up Cook. 
they have a decent tight end who's coming off injury, but is supposed to have a big year. The Vikings are going to be a good team. Yeah. We, we said this year it's going to be between the Vikings and the Packers for division. We wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win the division. Right. The only problem I have is I, I don't care if we're having Jair Alexander cover for the run if they go nickel. I don't give a shit. He needs to be on Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson torches the Packers every single time. Yeah. I wasn't really alive. Like, I was alive, but I wasn't. Randy Moss. Yeah. Well, <laughs> give, give me your thoughts. Was Randy Moss better when he came in or is Justin Jefferson better? Well, it was different because Randy Moss was Randy Moss was so fast it was Justin Jefferson not an asshole like Randy Moss. I can say that with confidence. I know that. Well, have you seen Randy Moss's thirty for thirty? Have you seen I, it? I, I don't care. Rand University. Yes. It, it's it's still he, an asshole. Well, okay. You 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 literally mooned a crowd. Well, no fake mooned a crowd. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Randy Moss they just threw a lot of flies too, right? Because Randy Moss was 6'4", and he was faster than everybody. So you could do it. You had a guy with a great arm, Randall Cunningham, and then it went to Dante Culpepper. What they're doing with Justin Jefferson, and now they said that the, the, off, or the new coach was the offensive coordinator with the Rams last year, and they want Jefferson to be like Cooper Cup. It's exactly what he is. They're moving him around. It's a chess piece. And we've, how many times have we seen Green Bay just – leave these wide receivers just wide open and it, it's almost like green bay doesn't care until it gets to the 20 then then they then they tighten up and that's the thing they gave up 23 points yeah and, and we've talked about two situations right here we could have got a touchdown right and really they were in the red zone at the end too and they didn't do anything with it i i didn't see the end of it. yeah they, they, <laughs> were, they were in the red zone there I they do it's fourth and one and you try to throw an 18 yard bomb the time oh yeah, the yeah, yeah yeah but yeah. you had a chance there yeah. okay but anyways Packers, the only thing I want to see different. First off, you need to catch, catch easy catches. Yeah. You got to make those. Dobbs, I thought Dobbs played well. Go get Dobbs involved. You know what? Aaron if, Jones needs to touch the ball more. That's my other thing. Out of the four, out, four carries, really? Four carries. I'm not. I'm not so disappointed in the Sweet. carries. I think that's how the game was dictated because they got down and they were trying to catch up. Right. I get that, but I want to see Jones. Uh, the flat, because if you give Jones four carries and six catches, that's ten touches. Okay, he's got to be a fifteen touch correct guy. We're getting the, back. We're, if this the, continues, the we're problem back to free the problem is is Dan or uh, the the problem is is um, Dylan should also be getting ten to fifteen touches. So where does that leave your offense? L- last thing with this, because we got to make our picks for next week. We talk about Rodgers not trusting the receivers, okay? Then we need to throw it to people we trust to. Didn't really get the ball to Tanya. I think he had two catches, three catches maybe. Didn't really get it to Cobb other than a couple times. Cobb? But you, you need to throw him the ball. Sorry. I, you need to get to him on third and short. That's your guy. He's I, going to catch the ball. We know he's going to catch the ball. You I'm, need to throw it to players you trust. Get I'm it to Jones. With, get it I'm, to Jones. I'm okay. done with Cobb. Why? Because he's old. He's old. He can't separate. Yeah. You don't, he'll get don't you trust, five yards every time. I don't trust Cobb that's, anymore. That's a terrible statement. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, our first game uh, this week, Thursday Night Football, Los Angeles Chargers uh, head over to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in a division game. The Chiefs are fa- favored minus three. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers, actually. 
Okay. I think the Chiefs looked really good last week, but I still think they're going to have this. The Cardinals' defense is not the Chargers' defense. And very, I think that very state, very the, true the Chiefs' weapons are still going to have to try to figure things out after playing a tough defense. It's only a field goal. I think the Chiefs could absolutely win this game, but I'm, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think Herbert's going to have a good game. I think the biggest thing for this game is I always uh, – you, you put it on the internet. I don't like it. I don't like picking the Thursday night game. There's too much of a wild card. Well, you only get – I know it's a really good game. Exactly. But, but you only got three days of rest. I think that's difficult. I think I go with the home team in this one. Um, so I'm taking the Chiefs uh, given the three. All right. Yeah, and like I said, the Chiefs are – I could very well see them winning. Second game, uh, Tampa Bay favored by two and a half at New Orleans, a team that has tricked Tom Brady multiple times other than the playoffs. Uh, this is a Sunday noon game. Michael, who do you got? You know, I didn't like the way New Orleans played at the beginning of the game, but then I felt like Jameis started to figure it out. Um, so, I just, you know, again, I don't like I don't like road dogs. Obviously, it's the home opener. Uh, like you said, Dennis Allen has has schemed up a pretty good defense against Tom Brady. Um, I really felt like Alvin Kamara wasn't really used. Yeah, they'll use him more. I, I agree. I think I'm going Saints here. Okay. I think I'm going yeah, Saints I mean, at home. This this is another tough game uh, to pick here. Um, I think I'm just going to take Tampa Bay. I, I think that even though Tampa struggled against the Saints in the past, I... I can't take Tampa's it. offense wasn't great last night. It wasn't, but weapons-wise, I trust Mike Evans more than Mike Thomas. I like Fournette. I, and I, I'm taking I'm taking Tampa Bay over Jameis every I, day of the week. What do you like about Fournette? He's just a good power back, and they use him well, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Okay. Okay. So you're taking Bucks. Correct. So we are... Third game. Uh, we, we, we have... Chosen opposites. opposites, both games. Yep. We disagree, both games. Next one, we've got Patriots, minus one, at Steelers. Do you understand this line? No, I don't get this one. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm going to hammer down on it all day. Uh, the Steelers defense is legit. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, is, <laughs> I think the Dolphins really regret giving him up, giving up early on him. Um, I don't think I think he just he was an asshole and didn't want to be there. They weren't good. Well, right. And I think I mean I think so. Think, he's a front runner, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin's a top three coach in the NFL. I mean, he is. Oh, he's good. He's very good. Players love playing for him. Did you he's see players coach? Did, did Did you see the the black Air Force ones? I did not. He gave all their players black Air Force ones. Do you know what the the meme is with black Air Force ones? Mm-mm. It's uh, basically if I give you black Air Force ones and say you're up to no good. So it's kind of a joke telling these players that, like, you know, you got, you guys are up to no good, and we're going to go out there and do our thing. And they won the marathon game, caused, what, five turnovers last week at Cincy? Yeah. Um, Burrow looked like shit. TJ Watts out, but I did just see Pack. that he, he's not out for the season. Okay. Um, but I, I'm 100% taking Steelers in this game. Trubisky didn't look awful, um, so I'm, I'm going to take Steelers. I don't get the line, and usually when I don't get the line, I I, I – bet into it, but I just, there's not enough that I can trust with the Patriots. Like, what what, what are you giving me? I don't feel like they got the defense. 
I don't trust the quarterback. Um, there's no wide receivers, or wide receivers that scare you. Did Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker don't scare you? <laughs> no. What about, did they got a tight end that scared you? Hunter Henry? <laughs> I don't know if he plays there anymore. Yeah, he plays there. I think Jonu Smith is still there. Maybe. Um, I saw Jonu Smith was somewhere, but I don't think it was there. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't take New England in this game. I, I, I have absolutely no clue what's going on in New England. So I'm, um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, yeah, Jonu Smith's still there. Okay. Fourth game we got here, Sunday Night Football. Chicago travels up to Green Bay. Uh, the oldest rivalry that hasn't been a rivalry in a long time in football. Uh, Sunday, 720. The Packers are favored by 10 points. Do you get this line? No. <laughs> now, we are looking at these lines on Monday. They could change a I'm lot. sure they will. Uh, I don't I'm think sure this line will. stays at 10. I think it probably gets down to about 7.5. Yeah, uh, but with eight, it being at, at 10, I'm going to take the Bears. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think the Bears are going to win. No, I don't um, either. But I think the Packers are still going to have a lot to figure out with their offense here. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't s- think Justin Fields is that good. Right. I think I, the, I, the only reason the Bears won is because they played an absolute monsoon, and they just Elijah Mitchell. And got Trey hurt Lance in that was game. terrible. Trey Lance. That's an awful first game to really start to be yeah. the guy. Uh, I still don't think Justin Fields is that good. And Cole Komet had no catches. Darnell Mooney had one catch. So it's just a weird, weird, weird game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think Green Bay wins. I think it is going to be close. I, I, I mean. For me, I think we have to see Green Bay. We don't have Devontae. At, you know, like last year when they got killed by the by the Saints, Saints to start the yeah. year, they came back, and we, we, we still knew what was there, right? It was week one. I feel like we have a little bit of that. It's week one type shit that, um, you know, Rodgers didn't play any preseason, but I don't like the fact that we're down our two linebackers. Um, it just... I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was any juice. Could have been because it was on the road. Obviously, this one's going to be at home Sunday night. Boba Shot should have been go ahead home run the eighth, by the way. Nice. I'm taking the Bears. I think Packers win kind of in the 27, 21. 23 range. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some one possession game. One, yeah, one possession game. Um, but, yeah, I, I, am, I am taking uh, the Bears in that game. All right, last game of the week, we have a Monday Night Football doubleheader in Week 2. We're not sure why we're going to take one of those games. It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles, minus 2.5. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Um, I feel like they're a team that can maybe front-run a little bit. Um, maybe I put some bad juju on them. I just I, I feel like they played well. Um and Delvin Cook didn't even really do that much, um, so I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Vikings here. Uh, the Eagles, I just I don't I don't get hurts. I, I just I don't. He, I felt like he threw the ball well. AJ Brown had a nice game. I don't feel that Devontae Smith they even threw it to him once. I don't get that. Uh, I don't love their running game. I th- I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I'm going to take the Vikings as well. I just think they're they're more known about right now. Uh, I think this is a closer game than yeah. I don't think it's like a ten point game. I think it's a one, no. another one possession game. I think hurts. I, I think this could be a 35-20, 35-30 game. Uh, I think hurts is going to have a rushing touchdown again. I think AJ Brown has another big game. The Vikings defense has some guys that are 
you know, I think I don't think Patrick Peterson's one of the guys anymore. He's too old. But Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, uh, Danielle Hunter. So they have some guys on the defensive end that I think will cause him a little bit of problems. It's really going to come down to how they contain Hurts because that is such a weapon. Um, I do struggle with picking Kirk Cousins in a primetime game because we all know how that goes. Yeah, uh, but struggle. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. And the Vikings have weapons. I, I agree with you. I think they could be a really good team. They probably look the best in week one overall. Um, and the Eagles gave up, what, 35 to the Lions last week in the most yeah. Lions game ever where they just kind of yeah. rise from the I, dead at the end. Yeah, I feel like some of that was just kind of – that's just the NFL when you get a lead and, you know, you score a touchdown. I felt like the Lions score a touchdown late third quarter, get a get a stop, score, you know, next possession in the fourth quarter, and then it's a one score get your, you know, went from a four score game to a two score game. Like it, it's it's quick how that how that happens, and we sent it. I sent in the chat. Hey, it's crazy the momentum in the NFL. Like when games start turning, it just it's it's almost like it's rigged. It's so weird how it's like that, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think Minnesota, we just know more about them. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, uh, I think each, each defense has an interception this game. I think they both get one, but I'm going to have to rub mouthwash in my mouth picking the Vikings two weeks in a row, but yeah. I, think, I think they're the team. Uh, well, I just picked the Vikings and the Bears. Oh, God. <laughs> we both did. But, uh, yeah, like we said earlier in the show, uh, send us your picks. If you want to send us your NFL picks, you got to get them in by Thursday. Uh, you can send it to our email, two bros talking sports at gmail, or you can also tweet it at us two at two bro talking sport. Uh, and then college, you have until Saturday to get those in. But uh, nothing else really going on to talk about the NFL. Uh, we will move on to a quick, very quick, because this is going to be a long episode. But uh, we are going to try to record twice a week where we just have a picks episode. But sometimes it's just with schedules, it's not going to work out. So we're going to have a longer, just one episode for the week. Uh, but we'll move on to a, a quick little preview of the, the President's Cup for golf. Alright, so let's go over the President's Cup real quick. Uh, I just want to introduce uh, the 12 players for each side, so 24 total. Uh, we're going to make a little game out of this and see how well Trace does. I um, don't know golf colleges, so well, I can't, I'm not going to do well in the USA. Well, we're going to do it anyways. I will give you a college bank, okay? So write these down. you got LSU, Cal, Florida, Georgia. Hold on. LSU, Cal, Florida. Florida, okay. Texas. I'm just one and double go with Texas boys. Hook them. Horns down. Alabama. Nick Saban didn't like that the other day. <laughs> Alabama. Okay. Wake. Wake. And high school. <laughs> high school. And you know what? We'll throw Wisco in there too. There is no money. Maybe, maybe just guess Wisco. <laughs> There's no Wisco in there. So some of those schools are doubled up, okay? So we're going to introduce the 12 USA players. We're going to introduce the 12 international players. Trace told me that he could do better and get all 12. I, I could, well, probably not get all 12, but I feel more confident with him. Okay, that he's going to get their countries that they're from. We're not doing captains and shit, right? No, no, no. Because no, I, no. I, I can't tell you where uh, you know, Freddie Couples went to college or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 we're not doing that. She went to Houston, but uh, yeah, we're not doing that. I would have said Wisconsin. <laughs> so, the international team, we've got Christian 
Bezaden who South Africa. South Africa, very Look good. Look at that, one for one. All right, uh, Corey Connors. Canada. Canada, very good. We've got Cameron Davis. He's Australian. Australia. Sun J M. South Korea. Korea Republic, whatever they call it. South Korea. Si Woo Kim. South Korea. Jung Hoon, or we call him Tom Kim. South Korea. Kung Hoon Lee. South Korea. All right, very good. All right, so that was the run. And then we've got Hideki Matsuyama. Japan. Japan. Uh, Sebastian Munoz. Ooh. Oh, God. Chile? Colombia. Uh, close enough. Colombia. We got Taylor Pendrith. Canada. Canada. Woo! Mito Piera. That, that's that gotta be Colombia. Chile? Chile. Chile. Yeah. Chile. And then Adam Scott. Australia. All right. So, 11 for 12. So that's, that's we'll the... We'll say 10 and a half. I got a little help on Mito. <laughs> so that is the... That is the rundown of the international team, and then the uh, the USA team. Oh God! We'll see how Trace does oh, here. Uh, so I know Morikawa. I do know him. He's okay. not a Texas guy. I don't know. He's who? I, I he he didn't go to Texas. I know that he went Did to Cal. Okay, Morikawa went to okay. Cal. So number one, Sam Burns. LSU. LSU. Very Ooh, good. Look at that. Very good. We got Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, high school. Nope, Patrick Cantley is Cal. Wisconsin. It's oh. Cal. Damn. Tony Finau. Florida. He's your high school. <laughs> Max Homa. Bama. Cal. Yeah. I didn't even know Cal was good at golf. Yeah. I knew they had more Cal. Yeah, they had, a, they had a good run. Uh, Billy Horschel. Florida. He was a Gator. Knew that one. Uh, Kevin Kisner. Kiss. They call him a bulldog. Yeah, that's gotta course. be Georgia. That is, yep, yep. I actually think I do that one. Yep. Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Cal. The uh, the dynasty of college football, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. NCAA fourteen, five <laughs> national championships. Wisconsin had like four or something. Uh, Scotty, or uh, sorry, Xander Schauffele. That's got. It's gotta be LSU, right? Unless you just threw LSU in there. Oh, I didn't give you his. This game's fixed. <laughs> he was San. Yes. He was San Diego State. Okay, you got you got State. LSU right. You got your LSU guy right. Well, you didn't give me the school. I had to guess somebody. Yeah, I know. No, you got the LSU right on Sam Burns. Uh, then we've got Scotty Shuffler. Texas. Jordan Spieth. Texas. Justin Thomas. Texas. He's a very he's very good friends with Nick Saban. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I did see him tweet this yeah. week. Yeah. And then Cam Young. It's got to be Wake. Wake, yeah. Is Alec Torres in there? No, he's hurt. Oh, yeah. He he's went hurt. to Wake. That's yeah. who I thought the Wake guy was yeah. going to be. Yeah, so he went to, he went to Wake. So that's the roster. Burns, Cantlay, Finau, Homa, Horschel, Kisner, Morikawa, Shoffle, Scheffler, Spieth, Thomas Young. So it should be a good matchup. Probably Obviously, the, yeah, Americans are favored to win. Uh, they're playing Thursday the 22nd, Friday the 23rd, Saturday the 24th, and Sunday the 25th. Quail Hollow? Quail Hollow. Quail Hollow. So, Hollow. yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, that's kind of golf's end. I love, yeah, I love thing. match play. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to that. Like I said, we're going to try to do two episodes. We don't have an episode being so long, but it doesn't always work out with schedules. 
Did we see Rory's comments just real quick about the BMW that got canceled down to a three-round tournament because of the Queen's passing? I did. Yeah. Rory, Rory. I also, I also saw Sergio dip and go to the Texas game, too. Rory is, uh, Rory's starting to become a... He's an angry old man. Yeah, Rory's, he's, Rory's starting to get petty, and I love every minute of it. They deserve it. They do. They um, do. But yeah, so we're going to try to do two episodes a week. Sometimes it ain't going to work out. So this is going to be a longer episode today. Uh, but as always, uh, give us a review. Make sure you download the episodes. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, follow us on Twitter, 2 Sport. If you want to send us your picks, we'll give you a shout-out if you win. Uh, if we win, though, you ain't getting a shout-out. Um, but yeah, send us your picks. Let's keep growing this baby. Thanks for listening. Let, let us know when you want us to start talking some Duke Boots. <laughs>